Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Listen, for the Christian, there's no such thing as separation anxiety. There's separation desire. I want separation. Say, so what do you mean? I want to see Christ. I want to go to heaven. I want his promises to be fulfilled in me. What he's got for me is better than anything I could ever plan for myself. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says this, But there were also false prophets among the people. He's speaking about in the Old Testament age even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive. The word destructive, some of your Bible translations say damnable. Why does it say that? Because they are secret damnable heresies, bad doctrines that are made up by men and or by demon that look so real, but they're not. And that word destructive heresies is a word that implies that uh, a body is systematically pulled apart a piece at a time. I'm not talking about uh, surgical. I'm talking about, can you imagine taking a pair of pliers and, and grabbing somebody's fingers and pulling them off? That's what that word means. Can you imagine somebody grabbing your ear with a pair of pliers and pulling it off your head? That's what that word means. Do you see what destructive heresies do? Peter is saying, watch out. We're going to need the discernment of the Spirit of God in the last days. There's always been false prophets. There's false prophets now. And as we see the days increasing, or I should say getting shorter, they're going to be destructive heresies. And here's what one of the things will uh, sound like or reveal. Denying even the Lord who bought them. They'll say Jesus, but they'll, they'll, they'll see his ministry as limited. Somehow not enough. That's destructive. And it says that they'll uh, deny the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Now, that's an interesting word. It means like right now, for example, they are under uh, God's judgment, but the judgment hasn't fallen. The word swift means when it falls, it's going to go like an ax. So you might know some false teachers. I, I mean, you can turn them on TV and you wonder, why are they still in business? God, why don't you do something? And God is saying, read my book. I'm doing something right now. Every day they wake up and they don't turn to me. They get worse and worse. They're storing up for themselves wrath in the day of wrath. Wow. God does not take false ministry lightly. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. You're going to need discernment to... Look beyond those deceptive words because everything's going to sound right. Everything's going to sound just perfect. And for a long time, their judgment has been idle and their destruction does not slumber. Next passage. That's powerful, isn't it? Next passage. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit, capital S, so it's the Holy Spirit. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. 
In other words, the, the later we get into the hour or the further down the calendar we go, you're going to know more of people who you thought were believers depart from the faith. Why? Because they're not really believers. What are they going to do? They're going to give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Why? What do those do? They speak lies and hypocrisy. The things that our nation, in fact, our world is going through right now, I believe, is none other than deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Just about three weeks ago, I, I was on a, the di digital print media of some news organization. I'm not even going to give you their name. I don't, I don't want you to give them any, uh, what's the word, viewership. Let them go out of business. And they said, Southern California pastor says that uh, the gender issue in the world today is of uh, demonic influence. Yes, I did say that. Why? Because the Bible says confusion's not from God. And I believe it's doctrines of demons. And that's why, listen, so many children today are being manipulated by people that they trust. That's doctrines of demons. Now, that, listen, I'm not talking about the human. I'm not talking about the person that might be perpetrating. That's bad enough. I'm talking about the invisible powers behind them. Look at global governments. It seems as though they're promoting doctrines of demons. Blinding, lying spirits to deceive and to manipulate. See, Jack, you actually believe in that stuff? Jesus did, so I'm good with it also. Absolutely, yes. In the latter times, as the days get lengthening, as the shadows get longer, and the time, as it were, the sun begins to set, and we're at the end of the church age, Many will depart from the faith, and there's going to be these doctrines of demons. And then 1 John 4, verse 1 says this, that, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Don't listen to everybody who's talking to you. Notice it's capital S. That's, that's uh, safely, safely, you can say that's a human spirit talking to you, a human spirit. It's the inside of them, but you don't know what's inside of them. So who's doing the talking here? Well, listen. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Don't believe everything people say to you. Acts 17, 11 says, don't believe a word I'm saying to you. How's that? You're supposed to test it. But test the spirits, whether they are of God. How do I do that? You got to know the Bible. You got to know the Bible, and then you'll know. And verse 10, it says, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. He's making a statement of fact here. So in fact, watch real carefully. I'm going to read it wrong. Are you, are you ready? Look at your Bibles. I'm going to read it wrong. Stay with me. And if Christ is in you, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, what I just said is exactly true, but I read it wrong. Did you hear me? What did I miss out? The body part. You missed the body part. That's exactly correct. I left out the body part. So let me look at it again. And if, look at your Bible carefully, some of the words in your Bible will have the word since. That's a good translation. The word if doesn't mean maybe you're saved and maybe you're not. No, it's being written to believers that are saved. The if is not bringing your relationship to Christ in question. It is a setup, which is why some of your Bibles use the word since. And since Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. 
Now, what do we say by this? We know this, that the spirit brings life. I never knew what the Bible said before I was a Christian. I didn't know and I didn't care. But God began to get my attention. And then I first woke up, like you did, to the fact that there's a part of me that wants to follow God and there's a part of me that does not want to follow God. And both of those things at the beginning were very weak. Can I put it that way? Very weak. I say very weak. My flesh was very strong. My, my new relationship with God was very new and very weak. But the more I ate of the word, the stronger I got. Are you with me? The stronger I got... My body didn't, my body appetites did not go away. They became more and more controllable by the power of God's word. In other words, I could tell, so to speak, my flesh, go to your room. When before, it would tell me exactly what it wanted, when it wanted, how it wanted, and what time. And I was a slave to those appetites. And so, so were you. But... We're talking about the believer. So the first thing that we realize here is that the Spirit of God is the one who seeks to control you. And that shouldn't threaten you. He wants to control you. Why? You and I need controlling. And either I'm doing it for me or you're doing it for you. Or, or maybe even worse than that is somebody else doing that to you. You ever think about the Bible teaches absolute independence, independence and freedom. And the only thing is it comes with great responsibility, my friend. So the question is, since Christ is in you, here the believers in Rome are hearing it as a matter of fact, but we ought to ask ourselves, can I know for sure that the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit is at work in my life? And I wrote down four things. This means a lot to me. I don't know if it does to you, but this is what I wrote down to myself. Number one, if all this is true, if I'm in Christ and Christ is in me and I'm a new creation in Jesus and I'm a true follower of Jesus, then this is what I've discovered is that I'm no longer my own and I'm very happy about that. I'm no longer my own. You ask yourself today, believer, do you understand and do you revel in the fact that God now controls you? You're no longer your own. It's part of being a disciple. It's very basic. But being in the family of God, I'm no longer my own. And I love that. Second thing I wrote down, again, this is just for me, that I'm no longer under the law of God because now God's grace empowers me. See, what do you mean by that? God's law is awesome. But when I look at it, I want to run from it because it's perfect and I'm not. But when Christ saves, God writes his law on your heart. He puts it in your mind. You don't have to make yourself be a Christian. The Spirit of God does this. He's the one that, by his grace, begins to empower you. Thirdly, you're no longer subject to fear. This is a big one. I know for me personally, this happened to me in my first few hours of being a Christian. I just remember a situation uh, where I was living. I went home from church that night after being born again, and I, I no longer had the situation of fear that, was, that had been there all my life. And uh, I thank God right now, there's been his goodness in my life where fear has just never been a factor ever since. You know, sometimes there's what the Bible calls strongholds, and God breaks those down. 
And I tell you what, if he can break down one stronghold, then I'm sure he's delighted to break down all of them in our lives. You don't need to be fearful anymore of anything. Well, Pastor, you don't know who I'm married to, or you don't know our situation, or you don't know the company, or you don't know what's going on. Listen, I don't need to know. The fact of the matter is there's no justification for you to degradate yourself down, being created in the image of God, to be fearful. God says, no way. He has your life. The fourth and final thing on this is that I'm no longer of this world. And this is increasing, by the way, this sense, this knowledge. Hope you feel the same way. This world, uh, now it's like week by week. It used to be decade by decade, then some years by some years, and then it was year by year and month by month. And now it's like week by week. Where this world, happily, the Bible announces, you and I are not of this world. And uh, you sense it. And it's, it's amazing, the increasing awareness we have as believers of, I'll just call separation. Listen, for the Christian, there's no such thing as separation anxiety. There's separation desire. I'm here right now. I'm wearing clothes right now. I'm in the skin right now. Uh, I happen to be breathing air right now but I am not experiencing separation anxiety. I want separation. So what do you mean? I want to see Christ. I want to go to heaven. I want his promises to be fulfilled in me. What he's got for me is better than anything I could ever plan for myself. Now, I don't know about this, uh, this in life, uh, how this illustration might work, but I, I've... Um, been watching some news, and I was going down a course on this, uh, this AI stuff that's happening, and you talk about month to week to day. Um, just, and listen to this, uh, as you and I sit here, the news surrounding man's development of AI, artificial intelligence, is advancing so quickly that now, just one week passing from our last time together, shows the exponential growth in AI information and development that is of great concern. Elon Musk has been blowing the whistle on stop it. We need to stop. He's asking nations of the world to stop all of this engineering, especially Google. He tried to meet with his friend that operates Google, and he said, now they're no longer friends. The guy basically said, get out of here. I'm going forward on this. And Elon Musk began this last week. He was telling us where it's heading. And I got to tell you, I was listening to him talk uh, to Jordan Peterson, and, and I had a hard time believing what he was saying. You see, you got to be kidding me. That now I, AI devices have conspired with one another, and they have created things without human involvement. And I don't understand what he meant by this. It's kind of freaky. I want to know. Elon Musk said... Uh, to a response, uh, the question was, can't you just unplug the thing and it'd, it'd die? And he said, maybe. I don't like that maybe part. What are we doing? Listen, it's so bizarre. Our world will reject the existence of God, but it will create a device that now we run the risk of being overtaken by the device. It knows more than you do. You're not connected to the web. It does math, it does music, it writes books, it's, it can do a song, it can conduct uh, or author uh, the most incredible 
you know, discipline, and you can't do that, and it can do it, and it can do it all. And now the great engineers of our world are, are concerned, and uh, they're talking about what happens when the first rogue military gets a hold of an AI unit that is able to control satellites and trajectories, and wow, think of that. And of course, they went down the path of elections, and the conclusion was when AI Within three years, there may possibly not be elections because if AI gets introduced, AI will create the leaders that it wants. And you won't know if it's true or not. You won't know what it's doing is true or not. If that's happening in this world where man has created something that he's fearful of, listen, God, listen, God didn't create man and he's fearful of man. God created man with the ability of choice. Man chose the wrong thing. We are not artificial intelligence. We are the extension of the intelligence, but he gave us a free will. And what's amazing about that is our free will has to do with will we bow our heart and our lives to God or not? Will we love him or not? But the Bible tells us if Christ is in you, well, there's a complete transformation. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 18 says this. 1 Corinthians 10, 18. This is pretty wild. Listen up, everybody. I want to remind you, this is 2,000 years old. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? Yes. What I'm saying then, what am I saying then, that an idol is anything, or what is offered to idols is anything? So stop right there, an idol. Jack, what are you talking about, idol? Well, back in those days, an idol was a, a statue. Okay, so you think today, by the way, anything, the Bible says, don't make, don't, don't make things, don't carve things out of any wood or metal or stone of, of that which is, God, God said, don't make that stuff. Now you say, well, that's kind of weird. Okay, or maybe we don't know everything. You say, are you talking like, are you talking like, 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 like Saint Bernard? Like a statue? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about. So why is that a problem? He said, verse 20, rather that the things which the unbelievers sacrifice to, they sacrifice to demons and not to God, and do not want you, I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Can you imagine the Corinthians must have went, what? Can you imagine? We're the 21st century, we're very smart people, we would never do that thing. Nobody walks around the statue. Well, listen, what if an AI thing got possessed by a demonic spirit? If statues can be demonic, if a little carved image can be demonically possessed, could you, what if an AI thing got possessed? What if an AI thing started saying and doing things? You say, that'd never happen. Well, you gotta talk to Elon Musk. Pretty weird, isn't it? God says, watch out. Idols, you think it's innocent? You think it's nothing? He says, you're communicating with demons. Get, out, get away from that, watch out for that. Thus we need discernment. Is Christ in you? One of the great things is that you're, you're gonna have discernment about the age in which we live in. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. 
Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.